It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Okay, uh, hi everybody. Nice to have you with us here. Thursday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. And what an episode we have for you today. Uh, Our great friend Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network will be with us. We'll talk uh, the NFL, including the uh, Panthers, and uh, we will talk uh, the uh, playoffs upcoming with uh, Zoki plus Pilk. We'll ask Zoke a question. That might be the new uh, segment with Zoke is Pilk Asks Zoke a Question. Uh, also, Cy Seymour coming up in just a little bit. So that is uh, in the offing. Let's go now to uh, our studio network control. We have quite the dayos today. I decided, uh, you know, we heard from Coach Swartz. That's great. Philip will have a cut in the update. But we, we have Scooter in the studio for some reason. And I said, put him on the air. And Scooter was like, well, what do, you, what do you want to talk about? And I just said, get on the air, Scooter. So Scott Rogers, look at him. I'm, I'm in the big hen seat right now. It's making me nervous. You are. How do you feel? How do I, you feel? What are the smells like? I don't smell anything yet, unless that's Philip I smell. Are you hard of smelling? Because... <laughs> Be a lot of smells in that seat. Uh, it might, be, be, it might be Michael Busimi. I smell. <laughs> oh, that'd be garlic, uh, <laughs> garlic, garlic, and uh, the softer side of Sears. That's what that would smell like. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington doing his best. Michael Busimi today. Pilk, hello. How's it going, P man? It was a uh, fun right. night last night, but a little disappointing. How are you doing? I'm uh, well. So, Scooter, uh, let me. I'm going to give you your flowers, Scooter. You know I'm a Scooter fan, but I'm going to give you your flowers here. Uh, I was I thought you did a marvelous job on the public address last night. I think a star was born in that regard. I thought you were awesome. Thank you. It was a uh, it was a late call yesterday, but uh, I was glad to do it and, and finally do a men's game. That was the first men's game I had ever done on PA. I'd you, done a few uh, it, few women's games in the past, but I enjoyed it. It was like you had been doing it your whole life. I mean, I'm not just telling you. And I know you've done PA for women, as you said, and you've done the PA at uh, Elm Street for years and years and years, but I'm just I'm just telling you, that was like a great performance last night. I, I appreciate I it. I was hoping, you, hoping, I we would have, hoping we would have gotten a win out of it last night. Almost did. Almost did. Yeah, you know, I know a lot's made of the push. And rightfully so, I, you know, I, I think at home you got to get that call. It's it's a little disappointing you didn't. I know Mike Swartz uh, and, and ECU has expressed their frustration to the league uh, and the uh, coordinator of officials. Uh, no, what good that'll do, who knows. But, uh, you know, I just, to me, guys, I think uh, the program is right. I mean, Scooter, you've been watching this your whole life, Pilk, for several years. Uh, me for 30 years. I mean, you, you just you're right there at the at the cusp right now. But you just don't have you just don't make the plays. You maybe just don't have the horses. Who knows to get across the finish line? Now, there's still a lot of season left. We're only five games into the conference. There's 13 more conference games remaining. So I mean, there's no need to panic with two thirds of the conference slate still. Uh, you know, 
at hand. But, uh, you know, to me, guys, it's just one of those things where North Texas looked like a team that had been there before. They play with a lot of confidence on the road. They run their stuff. They don't panic. And uh, they made a hell of a play. That, that throw was Grant Hill to Leitner-esque. It may have even been a better throw because uh, he, the guy had to place it perfectly. I mean, it almost hit the American flag. I don't know if anybody saw that. It was up there. But it almost, yeah, it almost scraped the American flag. So, in fact, I almost thought it was going to go in the hoop. Uh, and if it had, then the Pirates would have gotten the ball back. But, you know, and then I, I talked to somebody today who said, well, you know, they didn't call the travel on Johnson. That, so the officials totally swallowed their whistle. But I, you, can, you can cool damn believe had that game been played at Denton, Texas, and ECU was in that deal where they threw the pass and Brandon Johnson was the recipient and he pushed, I'm just using his name as an example, there would have been a foul called. So you've got to get that call at home, and the program has to get to the point where it wins games and earns the respect, even of the officials, to make calls like that. All right, Scooter, give me your assessment. Yeah, and you know, those officials last night, Patrick Evans, Bart Lennox, Joe Lindsay, good. that's a it's good officials. Yeah, that's a that's an SCC crew and and the American the Final Four crew. Yeah. There's the, a Final Four guy on that crew. Right. And those the SCC, the American, they're all part of that consortium under Mike Eads that with the officials. And so that was one of their top crews working that game last night. I know it, you know, it sounds like there's been some communication with Mike Eads in East Carolina on that call last night. And it, it is frustrating, but you know, you take you take out the call part from last night and you don't have anybody on the inbounder last night. Of course, yes, you had the push off. Could Brandon Johnson maybe have been a little bit more physical there and not allowed to push off to happen, but you know, if you go back and something that East Carolina struggled with all year this year has been free throw shooting. If you make your free oh, yeah. throws throughout that game, you don't even have to worry about well, that final play and, last night. And and let me just say, well, you know, if there's a there's a point, and I thought Walker played great. If there's a free ECU, I, if there's a point where Walker didn't pick up his dribble and somebody got open and Schwartz didn't have to burn a timeout, uh, maybe it was within certainly two minutes. Uh, then you've got a timeout in your back pocket potentially, and you could call timeout after the bucket and set up your defense and put a defender on the ball. Right. Cy Seymour said that. I'm not. That's not an original idea. I'm stealing from Cy. So. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, going back to what you said a few minutes ago about you know this this team is right there. They are. This is the most talented yeah, team and, we've ever had. It's the best coaches and, we've ever had, and yeah, they just can't this, quite get over the hump. And this isn't, you know, golly gee whiz, pirate basketball, you know, if we only know. I mean, they are right there. And it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. Um, Last night, uh, you know, uh, Scooter, and I'm sure, now you're you're doing a lot more. You have to be more precise than I am. Uh, But I'm, you know, occasionally I'll look in the stands and people watch while stuff's going on, right? And uh, I'm sure you kind of look in the stands too a little bit when you had a free moment. You know, just, just kind of glaze up, gaze up into the stand. Maybe you glaze. You gaze up into the stands and you see what's going on. I see walking down the purple seats like he's been there before, Scooter, Philip the ref Pilkington at oh some my. point in the first half. I heard that he was making an appearance last night. And yeah, what were did. you doing, Pilk? Were you making the rounds? What was going on? He came for the food. No, I didn't just come for the food. Joe and I were both there, and I was like, well, Joe can handle the social media. I'll go sit down on the floor and take some pictures. And the floor's hard ah. and not comfortable, so I didn't last very long. But uh, I just went down there, took a couple pictures, sent a picture of someone I know that went to North Texas, a picture from down on the floor, like, hey, 
Does this college look familiar? So yeah, that was that was all that uh, was. Okay, I saw, but you know what I mean? I mean, he was walking down the 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 aisleway in the chair. You know, came down from the second level down, and it was like he'd been there before. Scooter. He probably had his, the ref, okay. Did he have his uh, Pittsburgh? Jacket on last night when you saw him? No, no, he had a short sleeve shirt on. I was surprised. Wait, he had wait, a short wait, sleeve. What? Oh my! Wait, yeah. my what? My what jacket scooter? Wasn't it? A, what is your jacket? Isn't it's it the Pittsburgh? Boston Bruins? Do not put me in with those oh, crazy river people from Pittsburgh. Yeah, black and gold. Same river thing. people. River people. Well, they got three rivers that come together right in one town. Yes, they do. Yeah, river people. I don't know. I just so uh, look. We'll have more on this from Cy Seymour in a little bit. Actually, we probably need to play. Do we have one cut we can play from Swartz really quick? We do because I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, so what's set it up? Pill can play it here real quick. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's kind of talk about. Coach talked about the psyche going forward of the team. Obviously, we got UAB uh, coming cut. up here in a uh, yeah. it, uh, this weekend. So, um, Coach Swartz here, right here on the uh, team kind of psyche moving forward. I saw Hail Mary, I saw a catch and a layup, and we started to address it right just now, you have to. I mean, um, just understanding that, look, I know this program and this team, we're not where we're going to be. And I, and I, I guarantee that we're not where we're going to be in terms of this program, whether it be this year and in the future. But I do know on any given night, this team, and what these guys put into it, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to get the result we want every time, and they're going to come down to some miraculous plays. We've been on the other end of some of that sometimes. But the guys understanding that as we're pushing this thing up this mountain, that we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. But it's going to come down to possession games and fouling jump shooters late in the game is stuff we got to eliminate. Those are sometimes, those are, those are just more young mistakes than they are anything else. And we're going to get there, but each time is a learning experience, and we will get better from this game. Um, you know, when Mike Swartz says that, he says that with conviction, and he's being serious when he says that, that he, the program's going to get there. And, uh, you know, and he's, that's just not coach speak. He, he is uh, committed to that mission, and I, and I hope he does because uh, that means good things for, for basketball. Um, let's see here. A couple minutes before we grab a break and then get Cy Seymour on, so we'll have Cy to talk more about this. Uh, media day for baseball on Monday. Is it 1130, Scooter? 1130, that is correct. It's a long media day. It's like 1130 to 10 at night, isn't it? We, uh, I think we have four coaches maybe this year, at least three. And uh, about five or six players, more players than normal this year. But that's a good thing. It means uh, they're comfortable speaking to the media, I think. And that also shows where this program is at to have that many players at Media Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to the baseball season. Pilk, do we have that covered? Are we going to we're gonna have everybody there that needs to be there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, unfortunately, Dom's got class, but Scooter's going to be there and Joe's going to be there. So, um I guess Dom's advisor is who we can yell at for Dom not being there. So that's I all you're missing. I'll, I'm going to be there for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I'll stay for the whole 18 hours, but I'll be, <laughs> I'll be there for part of it at least. You're a busy man. Well, I can't sit, but for so long too. That's the other thing, Scooter. When you get old, um, let's see here. Uh, so we'll be on. Okay, so some programming for the show uh, tomorrow. I think 10:30. Is that what we're planning for video, Pilk? what i've been told 10 30 okay 10 30 tomorrow 
Uh, I know we'll have Brian Mull. We may have somebody else. We'll see. Uh, and then we will have uh, Monday, a 3 o'clock for video uh, with uh, Pirate Media Day. And Mike Mullis is going to be by. So plan for that, Pilkington. Molly in the house with there me on uh, Monday. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, it'll be good. Monday's with Molly. It'll be exciting. So that is, uh, that's kind of the uh, the rundown here. Uh, Scooter, before we, we break away here, anything else you want to add or say? Uh, Just in general. I know you called the women's game yesterday. They got beat. We did. Yeah, that was a uh, definitely a tough one for that team. That team is certainly struggling right now with the injuries and just, you know, not not scoring the basketball well right now. But when you have two starting guards and one that would have been your sixth or seventh girl off the bench out as well, that, that hurts a program. Yeah, doesn't help. Doesn't help. Hey, uh, Scooter, thank you. Good to talk to you, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, Pilk, thank you. Stay tuned. Another great American, our guy Cy Seymour, coming up on the other side, Patrick Johnson Show. We are. We are. Riding shotgun with you on the drive home. It's showtime. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. We've heard from the coach. We've uh, heard some of the uh, thoughts afterward. Uh, so, uh, also, Jim Zoki coming up, just uh, so you know. We appreciate Zoke taking some time with us to talk uh, NFL, but talking pirate hoops right now with uh, a man that uh, can't escape me uh my uh, great friend the uh the colleague and uh just a great human being uh cy seymour is with us uh now uh cy wonderful job last night you had such great insights and i'm not, not just saying that like you kind of called what was going to happen in a lot of instances but i don't think anybody could have called what uh, happened at the end i mean there was there a push off yes and we can get into that but the pass that was thrown to get in that position by North Texas, I mean, it was Grant Hill to Leitner-like. Yeah, it really was. <clears throat> it, re- it was a tremendous pass. And the bottom line is ECU, in its own way, put them in a position to win. It w- ECU had chances to put it away. And, mm-hmm. and there's several big free throws. And, and – and so it, it, that play was big, and, and it really, that's a call that should be made. Uh, but it didn't get made, and, and uh, North Texas gets the win. Uh, but, you know, that's part of basketball. This is the toughest sport to work on. you got to turn around and go to the next. you got two days off and get ready to go again. I mean, it, right. it is so, so difficult. And this league, I, I try, you know, you try like crazy to tell people, this is a very, very high-level league. I mean, this team is a good team, and you got to bring it every night. And ECU brought it. I mean, they laid it out there as hard as they could, just didn't have enough to finish it. Well, look, North Texas right now sits at the top of the standings, and uh, they're yeah. going to be there, I think, during the course of the year because uh, even though they lost a lot of the scoring from last year, they have key guys from last year who have stepped up. They won the NIT. They won 31 games last year. I don't care if you right. win the uh, the Dog Bottom Invitational at the end yeah. of the year. If you win that many games in a basketball season, that's a lot of victories. That's a lot of overcoming a lot of things. 
And, uh, you know, this team's now 11-5. and five. I'm speaking of the mean green here. I think their game with Charlotte on Saturday is going to be dynamite. I'm kind of going to look in on some of that now because I just think that's an interesting game. But, um, you know, th- this is a, a team that was battle-tested. And in all aspects of the game last night, North Texas never panicked. No, they never panicked. And, and you said it right. And, 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 you know, people will talk about and take it for granted about the NIT. No. They beat Oklahoma State and Wisconsin to get to UAB, who had beaten other teams that were in Power Five. This, there's too many great teams out there right now. I mean, you take it. Look, you need to understand with 360. If you say there's 350 teams, 355 teams, okay, 20 percent is 70. The 20th percentile is 70. These teams are under 70. They're they're the top 20, 10, 15 percent in the country. And when you go into it, we've got to get there. We're not there yet. You got to break through a hundred, and then try to get to this point. We're we're not there, and neither are another eighty percent of the teams. It's it's frustrating because we're very close. And so, yeah, this is a very good team. And and everybody and you look up in our league who left. Listen, UCF beat Texas last night. Cincinnati's winning. These are really good programs in the Big Twelve. And they're playing right up there. My, my point is, when you're trying to get to this level, you got to punch through, and we haven't quite gotten there yet. But I will say this. You can't have a better man at the helm than Mike Schwartz because he is determined to get there. And I'm not taking this lightly. I mean, you and I talked, Patrick, and we talked to Mike Schwartz off the air. It's not like he said, oh, we can't get it done. And this, he said, no, we will get there. We're just not there. Yeah, I mean, he's damn determined to do it and, and believes it. It's not, you know, just lip service. So um, the other thing I thought, before we get to, you know, what maybe the Pirates didn't do, and, and I really like the lineup at the end of the game, uh, R.J. Felton shot. And he, he had also made a, uh, a, a layup late in the game that may have flipped it back or given the Pirates a little breathing room. But in other words, that was a really gutsy shot, I thought. But for that 16-footer in the foul circle with a taller defender on him, I, I just thought that was what a, what a what a gutsy shot that was. And to make it, even though he banked it in, uh, pretty pretty good stuff. Well, what you no, you're exactly right. And, and, and how about the three from about 30 feet? that he made yes. to keep you yeah. in the ball game. He does so many good things and he does, he wants the ball. Yeah. You know, last year against Cincinnati, it was the same set ran against Cincinnati to beat. You get into mm-hmm. him at the elbow and just say, take him. And this guy guarding him is six, five and a man. And he shoots it over top of him to, to get the lead. And you think, okay, this is the one. Here, here's the whole problem, too. And, and, and look, it, I thought it was the one, too. Clock stops. There's three and a half, something like that. The problem is you can literally catch it and dribble down and shoot it and make the shot there. So it's not like you can't guard the guys in front. You know, you can say, well, why didn't we get back down the court and everybody – no. If you catch it on the dry on, – on, you know, somewhere around uh, three-quarter uh, – you know, half court or, or in front of half court, you've got two good dribbles and a good look. So it was not one of those, when you get three seconds, that's one and a half you can get back and do things. But 
Uh, he made a tremendous pass, because, and there's no protection because everybody else is guarding their guy. Uh, yeah. The other part of it is you couldn't sub because it was a made bucket and you have no timeouts left. And so they run this play, and, and what you do, you put your biggest man in the paint, and he's looking for the basketball, and he if you're playing in front of him, he's going to extend. And he extended his arm, and referees know that, but they didn't have a chance, and this is just the way it is. They get together usually because somebody's taking a timeout, and they will say, look for the push-off, look for this, right. look for right. that. You know, they, they didn't have a chance either. So it was a great basketball game. Intense all night long, and you lose on a buzzer beater that's really, really frustrating. And Mike Schwartz, it wants to make this program better. And our fans were great; they stayed with yeah, it. They were. It was. Yeah. It was. It was really difficult on everyone. And and the thing about basketball, guess what? You get to do next next game. You get to go to UAB, who played this team in the NIT finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It, 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 I tell you, the month of January and especially the month of February are so difficult on everybody, and yeah. you got it's a, it's a grind, and you got to have grinders mentality. The great uh, Cy Seymour, ESPN Plus college basketball analyst, uh, and uh, always a delight to work with Cy. I like the lineup at the end, uh, even though there were some things they, they weren't perfect, but I, I like that lineup with Jaden Walker. And uh, RJ out there, Brandon Johnson, Ezra Azar, and of course uh, Cam Hayes. That that was a really, uh, I thought, uh, connected lineup last night for ECU in the waning moments. No doubt about it. I, I keep, uh, I, and you know what's not, and they, you and I, we got to look at the positive. Jaden Walker was healthy. I think he was as healthy as I've seen him. He's healthier, and, and he was for sure. To, yeah, yeah, healthier. He played twenty three minutes, and. Like, like he blocked the shot earlier in that transition we were talking about. We didn't get the rebound, but he was in the thick of it. He, he is such a good – and he can finish at the rim, rim. He made some tough shots last night too. So when you look at Jaden Walker and what he brings to the game, he is really, really tough. Now, that's not saying – I'm not trying to take away from Bobby Patterford or anybody else, but, but he is 6'5", long, and tough defensively. Uh, and I thought he got a lot of. Let me give you the stat of the night that, that one that I'm, you know, me, I'm staring at this stuff and driving me nuts. You'll yeah. like this one. Cyril Malanga, 12 minutes, one third of your offensive rebounds. Wow. Cyril Malanga, yeah, he had two of six. You know, th- that's stuff yeah. you got to look at. I mean, well, it, I was going to ask you about Malanga. I mean, he, he should be, I, I was, it was good to see him start. I am of the opinion, side that uh, his minutes need to just increase here because he's only going to get better and good things are going to happen at minimum from the rebounding perspective, from the uh, presence at the rim perspective, and he completed a three-point play. Yeah, he had three points in 12 minutes. But in in fairness to, to Mike, all right, look, they're coaching. They see him every day. He knows what right. he can yes. and can't yes. do. And he's Correct. getting in 12 minutes. It'll increase. It will increase, I'm sure. But but the bottom line is, see the big picture. And they are determined to make this thing work. And I, that's how I come out of it. Mike Swartz is the answer. I mean, I think he's the right kind. He's not going to give up. He is, he is in your face. I'm coming at you. 
and I'm not going to quit until it's done. And I think I'm, the fans of ECU need to know what kind of guy you have here. He, he is really special, and I, I credit John Gilbert. This is a good hire, and John is supporting him in what he's doing. We're just we're not there yet, and you and I get to see this, and it's not like the the boat's not completely empty. We've got we're 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 close, but we're not there yet. Yeah, and there's still a lot of basketball to be played, uh, quite obviously. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's, it's as you say, a grind. Uh, obviously, Cy, you can't miss free throws and you can't give up the uh, offensive backboard. You need to complete the uh, possession defensively by getting the defensive rebound. So, uh, point being that those two areas, in my mind, are, are, are really kind of what cost you the victory uh, last night. You're right on it, and you did a great job last night. You need to know that you 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 do it right. It's really a lot of fun for me, and uh, and and and. But no, and you stayed the pace and got it right. You're right. It's it, the two things you mentioned are critical, and this is against a team that you played their pace game and almost beat them. I mean, sixty to fifty nine. It's a grinder with them, and they are right like a pig in mud. They they don't panic. They just this is their style of play. And, and, you know, the six seven kid hits the shot out of the corner for a three. Uh, the, the point guard is just so special, man. I mean, you, you interviewed him and did a great job. And uh, Jason Edwards. Edwards, yeah, well. Jason Edwards. Yeah, real real fun kid to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's just got and, – and, you know, they hit the three ball from the corner. They do things that are right, uh, just enough to drive you nuts. But, you know – Aaron Scott's tall. I mean, he's a big guy. He gets the catch in the corner, knocks down the three. Uh, but having said that, I thought their big man played well. His drop step at the end of the game there and making that little turnaround shot, yeah. he looked like, I can do this every time, the big man. He played well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but how, I think when you look at it, if you're looking at it from the ECU point of view, the right people are in place coaching it. They know what they're doing, and they are they are emphatic. They're, they want it to get done. This is not something that Coach Schwartz uh, doesn't take serious. I mean, he will tell you right now, passionately, I felt sorry for our fans. We played hard, and we didn't get it done, and we're going to get it done. Uh, yeah. And you see the big picture. You you know what he's going, how hard he's working. Uh, and so when I think about you, you know, can you regroup and play a tough UAB team on the road? You know, this weekend. I mean, that's it's a ball club just like this ball club. They are really well talented. They they love it. They love the basketball program at UAB Birmingham. They love that program. Gene Parstow built it, and it's a great program up there. So you you better bring your A game again. I mean you get you got to you got to regroup yeah. and do it. DeBoone Jay's a big loss. You you need that six six body now. When does he get back? I don't know. Yeah, I understand it could be a while. So, all right. Uh, last thing, sign. I know you don't want to. I, I thought the crew until the very end actually did a pretty good job last night. But I mean, you know, the tough thing is, and, and I'm, I'm not crying over spilled milk here. I don't want anybody to think that. But I mean, it, it, to be at home. To not get the call on the push off, and even if the even if there's an acknowledgement from, you know, whoever's grading out the officials, you yeah. know, corresponding with ECU, and they say, "Hey, look, 
totally missed call. You you know we'll 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 make sure it's addressed. You're going on the road. You're not going to get a break on the road. And by the time you roll back around and play Temple here, all of this will be forgotten. You know potentially. So I mean, is it a perception problem perhaps with the basketball program? I mean, you know the respect's got to be earned. And I'm and and I hear what you're saying about Swartz will be the guy to to turn it and make it earned. But I mean, boy, it's just that that's the thing to me that is really you know, disappointing is that you should get that call at home. You should get the call anyway, but you should especially get it at home. My gosh, Patrick, that word was right. Well, I've, I've not heard. It's the perception. No, that's the word I've always looked for. You've hit it. It is the perception of a lot of the officials. And I'm not saying that it's ECU, you know, and you can't do that. And I don't think they, I don't think they mean to do that, right? But that—that's exactly what can happen. The perception can be there. And yeah. last night, you had Final Four officials in that game. These were yeah. guys that know and know how to do it the right way. And they—I I will never forget. We were at Cincinnati, and one of the top officials—I'm not going to call names—we're at Cincinnati. And Bill Harrion has Cincinnati beat, and they're nine in the country, and, yeah. and and they are really loaded. And I'm sitting, our radio sitting right near him, and their guy steps on the uh, half court line, and we're up two with like 25, 30 seconds to go. And Bill gets up and says, "He's de- he's in the backcourt. That's a violation because we were defending him well, and he got a bad pass." And I'm telling you. He looked at Bill and said, I blew it. That was it. That's all he said. And Bill's yeah. thinking, well, how are you going to answer that one? And yeah. then they end up beating us up there. Bobby Hugg- Bob Huggins, who is one of the best coaches in the country, coaching that ball club, he had them in the top eight in the, in the country. And yep. they got two calls. That was one of them. And then a push-off inside just like that on a free throw. They end up winning by two. And – and all they do is say, I blew it, you know, and, and I, I get what you're saying because that's the perception. And my yeah. sports is bound and determined to change that perception. And once you do at ECU, once that happens, I'm telling you, it can be a different world once that yeah, happens. Absolutely. Well, a tough break, but you got to keep moving on, and uh, we'll see how the Pirates uh, rebound when they uh, travel to UAB and Birmingham, Alabama, on uh, Saturday. Hey, uh, Cy, great to talk to you again. Wonderful job last night. I'm just not—that's not just saying it for radio pleasantries. I mean, it was—you uh, were spot on in everything last night with uh, your breaking down the game as it was going on, and that was a tough game to break down because it had a lot of ebbs and flows to it. So. Uh, great stuff. Well, I would, and, like, uh, we'll, we'll keep, I would yeah. like to say this, though. At least pe- people in Dallas got some relief. You know, they had a team out of Dallas win a ball game. <laughs> so they, they struggled. <laughs> Spoken like a true well, fan of the Washington football team. You're got Great size to be more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have a good All one, right, Patrick. So you're the best. Hey, we're going to talk so, – we're going to talk some NFL next. So uh, 
Get to a radio. Okay. Let me get Jim Zoki on. I will. I'll uh, do it. Right. Okay, man. All right. Thank you. All right, Cy. Thank you. Great stuff. Love Cy Seymour. Uh, here's Philip the Ref Pilkington with a 94.3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report. Thanks, P-Man. Starting in Pirate Athletics right now, or last night, the Pirates had a tough, heartbreaking loss to uh, North Texas, and Coach Schwartz talks about what he saw at the end of the game. I saw Hail Mary. I saw a catch and a layup, and the film will be able to determine what I think I saw. It doesn't matter, put it that way. The Pirates will be back in action on Saturday when they travel to UAB. The game will start at 3 o'clock Eastern Network coverage at 2.30 right here on 94.3 The Game. The Cowboys have announced that they will not be parting ways with head coach Mike McCarthy, who is 42-25 and 25 in the regular season and 1-3 and in the playoffs since taking over the job with the boys in 2020. The Ravens have signed a former Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook to the 53-man roster from the practice squad, and he is expected to make the 46-man active roster and play in Saturday's contest. The Panthers have interviewed offensive coordinator for the Bengals, Brian Callahan, for their head coaching vacancy. He has been at the Bengals since 2019. However, he does not call the plays there. Coach Prime and Colorado have landed another top prospect, or another prospect as linebacker Gage Goldberg, son of WWE star Bill Goldberg, will take his talents to Boulder. He was originally committed to be a preferred walk-on for Coach Saban, but due to the retirement, decided to go elsewhere. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson has added three races this 2024 Cup Series slate, including the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. This brings his total schedule to nine for the season. And the 2026 World Cup Final has announced that it will be played in Jerry World, so at least one trophy can be handed out in AT&T Stadium. That'll do it for your 94.3 Games Sports Slash Update and Pirate Report. On the other side of this timeout, we will talk about the NFL playoffs with Jim Zoki. Download the new IBX Media app now and get the show for your ears and eyes. Doesn't it look great on me? This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. We are back on the Patrick Johnson Show, and for some reason, Jim Zoki still humors us. I don't know why, but he does. The great Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, called the Pirate Football Games this year. WBT Hall of Famer, Jim Zoki on the Patrick Johnson Show. Zoke. Thank you for taking time on a game day for you. You've got Wofford Hoops tonight on ESPN Plus. So if you want to, if you can't get enough Zoki, go to the Plus tonight. You know, you know, very close. It's it's Winthrop and it's on radio. Winthrop. Uh, but oh, it's on. Okay. <laughs> Never mind what I just said. Strike all of that. It's Winthrop Radio. The great Jim Zoki calling the the game tonight. Who are they playing? Who's Winthrop playing? I got UNC Asheville, and actually this game, you can actually still watch it. It was ESPN Plus on a Wednesday, but it got moved to ESPNU on this a Thursday. So if you're if you're hopping around the channels looking for something to do, I won't be on the ESPNU broadcast, but we're doing the radio. But it's going to be, um, yeah, Winthrop uh, is playing well. They're 13-6. and six. We've had, Patrick, we've had, you'll appreciate this, three of our last four games have been overtime, and our last one was triple overtime. <laughs> against Radford, but uh, the good news is they've won all of these games, and they're thirteen and six, so they're still undefeated in the Big South. So actually, it's a, it's a sizable game. And as uh, tell us about the Big South, is you know it's got some teams: Tell you Radford, Asheville, uh, Winthrop, 
Longwood. Some of these yeah. teams are really good, so it's a good conference. Well, good. Uh, sync it up tonight so you can listen to Jim call the game. That's exciting. I'm happy you for you, Zoki, because I always am. All right, uh, the great Jim Zoki with us here. Let's uh, let's start with the Panthers. Uh, I, I like the idea of interviewing coaches that have – or coordinators who have been head coaches. I like the Dan Quinn option. Uh, I don't hate the Raheem Morris option. Is that kind of – I know that was sort of the deal with Reich. He was a head coach. He had been a coordinator. But it, to me, somebody who's maybe currently a coordinator who was a head coach, there's an appeal in that to me, Jim. I think so. I think they're looking at everything. I think you know the one thing they've not looked at, like Atlanta's been looking at, is like you know, the, the big swing of a Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh. It doesn't seem to be what we're looking for here. But you're, you're right. Most of these guys are current coordinators, some of which have head coaching experience, some of which who don't, um, and some are defense, some are offense. So I think they're, again, throughout the league, all you can do, you keep hearing about these virtual interviews. That's all you're allowed to do until next week on the 22nd when they could do in-person interviews for the first time. And that goes for every team in the league. It's kind of take a broad swath approach. And again, they don't have a general manager. So I don't know what the desired order is, if they're going to try to get the GM in place before solidifying head coach, but there's certainly nothing wrong with having these first round of interviews and and getting an idea of uh, who the serious candidates for the the fit would be for uh, Carolina. Well, we'll continue to follow that. Um, Jim Zoki is is with us uh, here. Is there a timetable or timeline, Jim? Uh, before kickoff of the first game would be ideal, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I mean, I think you would want you know if you're really high on somebody. I think that I feel like all these guys are interviewing for like all seven openings. Uh, so it's like they're telling like every guy's right. interviewing for at least three to three to five of these openings. So I would say uh, if you like somebody, and, and again, I don't know that the GM order of how they want to do things, but I wouldn't want to, you know, pick seventh, I guess, if you had your, your druthers out of that group. Right. No, I understand. What do you think of uh, Atlanta, though, with Belichick and Harbaugh? I mean, as you said, big swings there. Is any of that a reality? Oh, I think so. I think um, I think Harbaugh would be really interesting there because of the dynamic weapons they had that we talked about last week. And uh, Arthur Smith, I mean, uh, they missed it last year and somehow just went through another season of not having, like, you know, a true frontline quarterback. You know, they're in a position where, you know, that might be the team that trades up with Chicago if Chicago keeps Justin Fields, goes all the way to number one or at least higher up, grab one of those top three quarterbacks. So I think, you know, it's um, that's a missing ingredient, and I think he'd be the right kind of coach to probably pull something like that off. So I think Harbaugh would be an interesting one for Atlanta. Drake May in Atlanta would be very interesting, I think. Uh, that'd be fascinating, really. And would he All still right. take shots at NC State from down in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Because he's in, he's in uh, even though he's in SEC country, he'd still be in a go ACC country. So, yes, I think uh, <laughs> I think he would. Uh, All right, uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington always reminds me of great questions I should ask after the fact. And he... Wanted me to bring up something last week with you, Jim. I did not, so I'm going to let Pilkington. Full credit to the ref here. I'm going to let Pilkington ask his question about uh, one thing he wanted to ask you about regarding the Panthers next year. Go ahead, Pilk. 
Well, appreciate it, Patrick. Jim, are you excited to go to Germany? Is your passport updated? And <laughs> if I can talk Clay into giving me a Saturday off, can I sneak on the team plane in your suitcase? <laughs> well, I think you had it right. So you said, will Clay give you a Saturday off? I think that's probably going to be the, the biggest <laughs> obstacle of all. <laughs> True. Um, but not only do I have an updated passport, but uh, odd fact, my wife, her best friend uh, from college lives in Munich, and so we've been over there like together five times now, and we'll go to Munich and then uh, see them, and then from there branch out and, and go to Italy, went to Greece one year. Uh, so I've been over to uh, Munich actually five times. I've been in the stadium, Allianz Stadium, uh, not for uh, FC Bayern plays there, um, which is obviously one of the great international soccer teams. Uh, so I got to tour the stadium twice, as it turns out. I took my son one time. Uh, so I've been in the arena stadium. I've been there where they've had matches on watching it, uh, at, you know, the sports pubs in town and stuff like that. Munich's a great town. Uh, so, yeah, locked and loaded, ready to go. Passport is updated. I have to not started packing yet. Uh, Philip, if you get that Saturday off, I will leave some space. Uh, might get a little cold in the cargo area of a plane on a flight like that. <laughs> well, I appreciate the, uh, the willingness to uh, bring me with you. Well, uh, Jim, have you ever been to Europe? Did you not just hear my story? Just uh, all the trips to Munich. Yeah, we. I was. You were working during that segment. Yeah, Yeah, been been to Germany. um, uh, I guess I guess five times. Been over to Italy. Of course, we had the Panthers. If you count, you know, London. If you want to go UK, of course, we had the Panthers. London trip there. Been to Greece, but yeah. Were you backpacking through the? Were you backpacking through Europe? Is that what was going on here? You were backpacking through Europe. Oh no 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 no! That would be um, that would be silly. No, we uh, we took planes and cars and drank beer and yeah, no, no living in hostels or you know no none of that. We're not going to go like that. No, we're going to spend right. money. Uh, Nate Bargazzi, how was he? He was great. The only thing I had wrong with, I told you, my wife is the one who had the plans for this. It was Sunday, not Saturday. So the whole premise of our conversation was I was going to miss the <laughs> game right. on top of not having Peacock. So two things turns out: we did have Peacock. Didn't know uh-huh. it, but we weren't home anyway. Yeah. We had other plans Saturday night, so I still didn't watch it. But Bergazzi uh-huh. uh, was Sunday night during the second half of the Packers-Cowboys debacle and the first part of the Lions-Rams game. So as I told Philip, I saw probably the best parts of each of those two games by the time I got home I got uh, before we left. So anyway, Bergazzi, if he comes anywhere near your way, if he's going to Raleigh or anywhere out that way, uh, check him out. If not, he's on Netflix. Very funny, very clean uh, humor. So uh, it was a great show. And it was, yeah, also I was wrong. I thought it was at a smaller venue. It actually was at the Spectrum Center where the, uh, right. the Hornets play. So everything I told you last week was completely incorrect about the show. Well, I'll, and, and when you say Bargazzi's clean, it's not like dorky, squeaky. I mean, it's, it's just no, 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 you know, very funny, yeah. dry humor. Yeah. Um, just, he doesn't swear, though. I mean, so honestly, he had a couple yeah. of warm up guys and they dropped a few words. So if you want, if you need that, uh, the warm up guy right. did a little bit of that. But, uh, you know, he's it's just his thing, though. Is just is very he's from Tennessee, so he's very uh, very country, and he kind of you know owns it yeah. and wears it. Talks about his wife a lot, you know, like you see your hashtag about your wife, a lot of that kind of stuff. So ah, that kind of yes. thing. Do you know um, one of the funnier interviews people I interviewed ever was Sinbad, and he you know doesn't work blue or doesn't drop any, and he's hilarious. He's great. Just great. I've heard that. I've not I've met him or whatever, but yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Very, very much in that same thing. Yeah. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. All right. Uh, as is Jim Zoki. All right, Jim, let's get to the games. Uh, we'll start with the Saturday game, number one, 430. 
Texans Ravens. How about the Texans last week? And uh, Baltimore after the bye week gets into the postseason fray. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I was surprised. I don't know what the latest point spread is, but I don't think it was close. Um, yeah. In, in favor. I think was the Ravens are like nine points or something like that, yeah. which surprises me. It's like every week we go to the Houston game, oh, Houston can't win, and all they do is keep winning games every time C.J. Stroud is healthy and playing. They've been fantastic, and they just they, they just steamrolled on offense and defense, obviously. Uh, a really good Browns team. Um, and, again, it looked like Joe Flacco was on his last like. They had no offensive tackles. Uh, you know, I grew up a Browns fan. They were truly on their fifth and sixth starting tackles playing in that game. So that's why Flacco was under duress and uh, clearly made some bad decisions with the two pick sixes anyways on them. But the Houston, I think they could win this game. And, of course, you know, that's the whole knock on Lamar Jackson and this era of the Ravens is they've not had yeah. great playoff success. So, again, the Ravens are expected to win, should win. I think it's a close game. I think C.J. Stroud is a generational talent, and this is going to be a really – interesting game that goes into the fourth quarter. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's probably, I mean, it's my second favorite game. I think we'll get to the last one in order chronologically last, but that's that's my yeah. second favorite game of this weekend. Then. All right, uh, 8-15, Saturday night. It is uh, Packers-Niners, and the Packers just uh, whooped up on, them, on the Cowboys. And uh, you got the 49ers uh, stepping into things after the bye week. So who do you like out west? Stunning. I thought that was you know, um, just unbelievable that, that that happened with Dallas. I don't think they'll do that to the Niners. I know it's about another nine-point spreader. So the Niners are, are built for this moment. They've been you know making trades and trading away draft picks for guys and, and building this team. And, of course, you got Christian McCaffrey over there and Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, in yeah, uh, yeah. season trades like Chase Young. I mean, this, this team is just made for this moment, and they're going to be at home. I think the Packers – defense isn't going to be able to keep up with that either. So fantastic win for them against Dallas. I think the Niners have an easy time against Green Bay. All right, Sunday, Buccaneers-Lions at 3 o'clock. Yeah, Detroit's the feel-good story of these playoffs. I mean, obviously, when you go 32 years in between playoff victories, that's, uh, that's astounding. So good for Detroit and good for the city of Detroit and good for them to get to host another game and Tampa Bay coming up there. Hey, I feel I feel good. Baker Mayfield was a good dude when he was here, and all of his teammates liked him. So that's another great story. Redemption is just Baker with his career. And, and, He's about and to you get know, paid for doing a good job. Yeah, and and you know, Zoke, he seems to have kind of his swagger back, which is is cool to see. Yeah, and, and having Mike Evans gives you a lot of swagger when you're a quarterback. So that's that's been helpful. And that wasn't even a big game by Mike Evans this past week. Uh, yeah, Godwin. They got some weapons there. So I think again, it's been a, a good run for Tampa Bay, but. I feel Detroit's got another win in them in these playoffs at least. So I, I like the Lions at home. They're just such a well-rounded, explosive offense, too. Uh, but their defense is good. They're just good in so many ways that yeah, I think Detroit's going to make this two wins in a row in the playoffs. All right, very good. Uh, Chiefs-Bills. Love it. I mean, I love, this is the matchup. I mean, this is like oh. snow again. We'll see what the weather yeah. looks like for this one. Obviously, Kansas City is very used to this kind of weather. There's a rivalry so that here. There's a rivalry here. Yeah, really. We got new rule yeah. changes because of these two teams playing each other. Yeah. So yeah, all of that, and, uh, and you know, Patrick Mahomes, oddly enough, never has played a, a playoff road game. So it'll be the the rare time where he's on the road and uh, a little bit of an underdog in this one too. And uh, this was honestly to me, it's a it's a, it's a toss up. Either team, I don't think there's much separating the two collectively when you look at the entire rosters here. But 
I got a feeling about Buffalo, that chip on the shoulder you talked about, obviously, the, the close one with Kansas City in recent history. So I, I like Buffalo at home again in this one. Awesome stuff. Uh, Zoak, you're the man. We appreciate it very much. Uh, fantastic job today. Thank you so much. All right, you guys enjoy the weekend. There he is, Jim Zoki. Thanks to him for being on with us today, and a big thanks to great uh, Cy Seymour for his uh, his uh, appearance on the uh, show today. Uh, also to Philip the Ref Pilkington. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for the uh, Get You to the Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We'll see you in the morning on Talk of the Town. Big Hen will be in Farmville, 1037-96.3, and then back here at 5 o'clock on radio for 94.3, the game's Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, tomorrow, I'm thinking about 10 o'clock-ish, Pilk? 10 o'clock-ish? Sounds good. For our, yes, for our uh, for our uh, video portion of the PJ Show, and we're still working on some guests, so hopefully we'll have all that uh, confirmed and ready to go, and uh, we'll announce it on social media. All right, uh, have a great rest of your evening, everybody.